Welcome back to Women in PBE. You're listening to Madison and Emily, and this is PBE from our perspective. Well, this week we don't have any guests joining us, uh, so it's a bit of a throwback to our very first one. Uh, but playoffs start tomorrow, which will be really exciting. Um, we're both in them, the Aviators and California Firehawks. But Madison, how did you go this season across the scene? Bougie actually had her best season yet, which is pretty exciting. She had 19 home runs, 64 RBIs, a war of 3.3, a batting average of 305, and 42 stolen bases. So a lot better than I was expecting, but definitely pretty exciting that she's had her best season yet, and we'll see what she can do in the majors. But how did you do, Emily? Uh, well, a few weeks ago, I set some goals for myself, and I did uh, mention them in um, a podcast a few weeks back. So I wanted uh, five home runs, 10 stolen bases, 40 RBIs, 50 putouts, uh, a batting average of above 200, and I wanted, if not positive, a 0.0 war. <laughs> so I have gone back to these figures the entire time um, and either been super disappointed in them or yep I'm getting there so I got nine home runs so I nearly doubled it Uh, 24 stolen bases so I more than doubled that one Uh, 40 RBI so just got that one in there (laughs) Um, I think the last sim I got like four RBIs in one game so I was just like well that put me over (laughs) Um, I got 149 putouts, uh, 0.236 war, sorry, batted average and the one that, you know, isn't, the only one I didn't meet was a negative 0.6 war. So, look, I think I had, well, I didn't have high expectations on myself. I think I had pretty average expectations on myself and I met them. Um... But, yeah, just that war, I saw it going to negative 2, at negative 0.2, negative 0.6, negative 0.9, and it went up to negative 0.8 and then back down to negative 0.9. So we'll see where <laughs> postseason gets Tex Walker sitting with war. Everything else is ticked off. That's great. <laughs> yeah, did pretty good with your other goals. <laughs> yeah. I was talking to Simo at the dinner table the other night and I was like, look, I feel as though I probably would have set higher goals and then I looked at them I was like, nah, I actually want to be able to achieve them, so let me just drop them a little bit more and that's what I ended up with. <laughs> so uh, I guess we'll just see how, yeah, postseason goes. But anyway, yeah, you did uh, extraordinarily well this season, so that's great. That is great. So because we don't have um, any guests today and we are nearing the end of the season, we just thought we would have a look at, you know, the standings of the majors and the minors um, and the leaderboards and then just have a chat about the uh, playoffs that are going to be happening. So if you want to take it away with the minors. Yeah, so in the West Division we have... The Hubcats on top and the Firehawks right below them. And those are both going to be in the playoffs starting tomorrow. 
And then in the Eastern Division, we have the Kingpins on top, the Lemurs right below, the Swifties, then the Dynamos, which are all going to make an appearance tomorrow, which is pretty exciting. And we'll see where that goes. Yeah, that's great that the Lemurs are an expansion team and already in playoffs. That's pretty cool. I know that turnaround is quite different in minors than it is with majors because they've only got, you know, a short amount of time to have your your minors players staying down. Um, but it's cool that they were able to swing it around. Yeah, and sitting at second in the Eastern Division. Did yeah, pretty well compared to the Bears. Well, like, yeah, you said sitting second, but that's still sitting third overall because there's two teams yeah. on 65 wins, so it's pretty spectacular. Yeah, they are tied with the Firehawks. <laughs> yeah, you didn't uh, beat your winning <laughs> game streak this season. <laughs> oh, it's okay, you can't do that every time. That's all right. I've got to give other people a chance to <laughs> win it. <laughs> Experience the <laughs> joy of winning. Yeah. All righty. And our leaderboards. Yeah, so for our batting average, we have Andrew Barry sitting at the top for the Dynamos. And we have Vladimir Batista. I'm really not going to say these right. Oh, that's how I would have said it. So, sorry, Vladimir. (laughs) Sitting at the top for war and also right behind Barry in the batting average. Then for RBIs and home runs, we have Brentonathan from Beverwinkle, who is sitting on the top for both, um, playing on the Firehawks, and he actually broke the single-season RBI record. So that's pretty exciting. Nice. How many did he get? 110. Wow. Yeah, yeah 92 cool. was the second, so he had a pretty solid lead there. Yeah, and I think um, Benny Rodriguez only got 100 last season, didn't he? Yeah, I guess I've so. only got 100. He yeah. got 100. <laughs> hey, better than both of us. Yeah. It's okay. He's doing better than me this season too, but that's all right. <clears throat> yeah, I, um, I was having a look at these last night and I just cannot believe how dominant – and it just must happen every season. I just can't believe how dominant – a handful of players are um, Beverwinkle, Berry, um, Batista. They're just running the show at so many, like on so many of the leaderboards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they really are dominating. Yep. I wonder if they're being called up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe they're in the league quite a while that's why they're so good <laughs> probably but like you're all at you like you cap at 350 so you technically can't get any better yeah i just think it's how everyone else must play too um if someone knows more that is listening feel free to correct us <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but i did look at batista and he has about i think it was like 480 something tpe so oh, wow. they have been capped because um, I was just like, if this is a first season, that is so dominant. But I was like, surely it can't be. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it's, it's not. 
uh, and Rhoda Wash with the moustache has uh, shown up a bit there. But <laughs> I love that name. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I know that a lot of these players, and like we've mentioned it last time probably at some point, I know we've mentioned it at some point, that you see a lot of the people on the leaderboards, other people in the highest standings too, which obviously makes a lot of sense. Um, but then you do get, you know, the occasional uh, Kansas City or the uh, – sorry, not Kansas City, Keystone Mounties or the occasional um, Amarillo's, you know, that pop up in there. So it's it's dominated but there is still, you know, a, chance. a few <laughs> other people chucked in there. <laughs> that have had success. Um, I just think it's crazy the war ratings right now because I saw that you had 3.3. I was like, that's really good. And then I looked at the leaderboard again. I was like, whoa, 6.0 war. Like yeah. <laughs> 5.9, 5.6. It's just insane. Half of, I have half of that. So. <laughs> I thought mine was good, but it's not in comparison to what they have. <laughs> I don't even reach that. Like, <laughs> yeah. oh, Shelly feels like an inverse of war in the majors. That's where I would be <laughs> on the top of that one. <laughs> oh, dear. Crazy, crazy, crazy. So you mentioned that uh, – Remember, Beverwinkle also had home run, broke the season record for that. So how many he, did he, he get? Broke, he only broke the season record for RBIs, single season. But he uh, was at the top right. of the leaderboard for home runs as Okay, well. got it, got it, got it, got it. Yeah, cool. One. Uh, well, it's a close second to there with Mike Boss Jr. from Kingston with 27. Yeah. So that's all right. I wish that the index had the fielding stats as well. Um, it just has batters and pitches. So it would be cool if it had fielding, but that's just, I mean, it's another thing that we can talk about. Yeah. <laughs> but there are people that do like to field more than bat. So anyway, that's where their stats go. Um, and then if we look into pitching, we have Cantaloupe Crocodile with a 2.7 ERA, which I think is – that one's the good one. I think it's whip or something that is not great if it's high. Um, so, yeah, 2.7, so that's great. And then, obviously, Kansas City taking out the top four of five for their wins. Um, and then no surprise that it's flipped for the losses. <laughs> Um, but yeah, Jay Toasties, and honestly, I don't remember his their first name. Um, with a winning percentage of 0.8, that's just incredible. And I know they had like, I think a 0.7 or oh, 74 wins, so that's a 0.6% winning percentage. But it's just crazy that nearly most of the games he pitched, he won. Yeah. Um, who else do we have? We had two shutouts from both from California Firehawks as well with um, 
psylliums, I guess, and grinds. Um, and then, I mean, strikeouts is the other good one, isn't it? You want to strike someone out as a pitcher, but you don't want to strike out as a batter. <laughs> so uh, Bruce Goozer with strikeouts for Brucey Bez, that's pretty good for that one. You'd like your player GM to be <laughs> a good pitcher for you. Yeah, we definitely have some more team representation on the pitching board. Yeah, it's definitely more spread out across everyone than just, yeah. you know, Casey, <laughs> California. <laughs> oh, no, but it'd be good having a. Um, I don't know the last. Well, I don't know the last time the Swifties were in the playoffs and Dynamos make playoffs again. So it'd be good to see how. It all falls coming, yeah, comes together tomorrow with our first set of games. Okay, so if we head into the majors, a few, well, not really a few podcasts ago, it was only like two podcasts ago, but we had a couple of weeks break, um, that we had our anticipated standings for the majors. So we thought Legends East was going to be OBX, NYV, uh, Buffalo and Providence. So the standings were OBX, NYV, Buffalo, Providence. So we can give ourselves a big tick for that one. (laughs) Um, West, we anticipated it to be San Antonio, Boise, Vancouver, Maui. And it was ended up at San Antonio, Boise, Vancouver, Maui. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> another, you nailed it. The legend. Another big <laughs> tick for that entire conference. <laughs> um, and then we had uh, Champions East. So we predicted Nashville, Sarasota, Detroit, um, Indy, except this was the biggest uh, just flip of the entire thing. <laughs> it ended up being indeed Detroit, Nashville, and then Sarasota. So we can give ourselves a great big red cross over that one. <laughs> um, and then finally, Champions West, we had uh, New Orleans, Death Valley, Seattle, and Cancun, and it finished up with New Orleans, Death Valley, Seattle, and then Cancun. So that one too. Yeah, so three out of four isn't so bad. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's pretty good if I say so myself. Yes. So we do have um, obviously the playoffs. So we've got uh, OBX versus uh, Boise. We then have San Antonio versus um New York. So then the winner out of obviously each two game will play each other. And then our Champions Conference, we have New Orleans and uh, Nashville and Indy and Detroit. And obviously those two winners will play off against each other. And then the World Series, which will be on the weekend, will be the winners of those two championships. I I do kind of like this idea of having the divisions and – Everything else that makes it pretty cool. Yeah, a lot more going on, a lot more to see and 
a lot more to talk about. A lot more stats, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I was going through it last night and I was like, oh, wow, you know, it's pretty heavy. Like, you know, one side of the, one side of the division. And then, so, you know, it was taking notes, whatever else. And then kept scrolling down the index and reached the Champions Conference. I was just like, oh, (laughs) that's right. It's so heavy on one side. Makes a lot more sense. So that I took notes of, you know, the second one. (laughs) Okay, but if we start off with the Legends Conference with our leaderboards and our budding, we have uh, Dub City for our budding average. Um, and kind of fighting it out a lot with uh, Stan Antonio for on base percentage, slugging percentage, etc. Uh, Tom Shu comes in there a little bit. Um, again, obviously this is only looking at half of the players. And then we have uh, War with, um, again, the exact same people still just battling it out. Stan Antonio is in 7.6, which is gobsmacking uh dub city with a 5.7 um we have slim with a 5.6 and shoe following in fourth with a 4.7 um we then move on to uh where am i oh our home runs and tom shoe is sitting on top there with 31 um and then you know mid 20s for you know, two to five. So he has a pretty good lead with that one. Yeah. Good on shoe for that. Uh, with our runs batted in, we have uh, Geist for OBX with 93. So I know that shoe had 100 last season, so he's not quite going to beat that. Well, this is all pre, you know, well, this is all in the season, not post-season stuff. So um, that's pretty good. But I remember... Tom Shue and Benny Rodriguez all having, um, what am I talking about? All having 100. So this season, the leader, well, uh, majors haven't quite made it, but minors overseeded that one. (laughs) And then we have uh, Wendell Meredith with 59 stolen bases. Um, And then... Petra Sabor with intentional walks at eight. So that's cool. Um, Moving into the pitching for Legends Conference. Um, Like it's, I mean, it's all pretty spread out, but I mean, it is only over, well, it's still over eight teams, but a lot of the stats are coming from OBX. It's like San, uh, San Antonio. Uh, New York, with a couple of Boise thrown in there. Um, so then we have the wins with Savart at 17. Uh, a winning percentage for Bob Beaumont at uh, for OBX with 0.882, which, again, nearly winning 100% of his games, which is pretty great for OBX. <laughs> Yeah. We had two shutouts, uh, one by OBX, uh, two by OBX and two for NYV. So they're sitting there at the top together. 
So it's pretty even, I'd say. Even the strikeouts, there's only like there's less than 10 between Rip Spart and Paul, so between OBX and Boise. It's just so close. Yeah, and there's, I mean, again, with this in the majors, there's just a lot more variety in the pitching stats than there is in the batting. Really, in the batting, it's just the same five people kind of okay. fighting for which <laughs> spots they're going to get. Who's going to be the best one? Okay, okay, okay. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I've, yeah. well, at least I'm a pitcher, so hopefully I'll get in there at some point. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, I'm a batter. Great. I'm not a pitcher. What am I saying? At least <laughs> I'm not a pitcher. I will get in there at some point. <laughs> oh, dear. Anyway, it is a little disappointing. I did take a look yesterday. So I know I've mentioned it before, but, you know, uh, Rodriguez, Benny Rodriguez and I are having a bit of a friendly competition. So, uh, you know, I fully, you know, support him and celebrate when he has wins as well, even though we're in different teams in the same division. Um, but he didn't get on the leaderboards, so that's okay. In <laughs> <laughs> saying that, he has, had, yeah. he has had an insane rookie rookie year so I think he will be uh one to watch out for for the rookie of the year award yeah definitely okay so then if we move into champions conference yep we have Beauregard on top for batting average of 0.329 and again on Beauregard sitting on top four on base percentage and it's really I'm just hits it's all the same across the board (laughs) you can really see the same names pop up and oh no I'm not home runs is it Aram Aram yeah Aram yeah for home runs and sitting at the top for runs created, also sitting at the top for isolated power and on base and slugging. It's just – and RBIs, it is really same names popping up on top throughout multiple different stats. Yeah, but, I think that's just it's just what we're going to keep seeing. <laughs> yeah. The Champions Conference definitely – getting a little closer to 100 RBIs than Legends did. Yeah, with their 98 foot Orem. Yeah, 98. Then Stefano Jr., 91. And... Oh, my God, let's see. Orem's also got 37 home runs for this division, whereas uh, Tom Shoe has 31. So there's a huge gap there between 37, 31, and then 26, which is what the next one was. Uh, And then 26 is the next one also in Champions. So I think we have a lead home run hitter and a clear second home run hitter. Yes. But, yeah, it's late 30s, early 30s, mid-20s. 
So there's quite a distinction between all of them, but hey, <clears throat> I guess that's where people place their TPE that makes a difference and then throwing a bit of sim luck there. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then we're moving to the pitching. And look, once again, it's following the same pattern that there are a lot more um, – a lot more of the division is spread out throughout the pitching stats. So, again, maybe someone can tell us why that's the case <laughs> or we're just going to keep talking like this. <laughs> um, anyway, so we had uh, one game shutout for quite a few people. Um, I know that uh, Herbie Farnworth had a complete game shutout, so that's pretty cool, not scoring any – well, the other team not scoring any, any runs. Um yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty good. Luong is sitting at the top of a lot of these. Uh, ERA, strikeouts, strikeouts per nine, walks per nine. Yeah, so he was one of the pitchers for DBS that um, I think he got traded in expansion or something but uh, went to – Sarasota. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So he's an excellent pitcher because we all know excellent pitchers come from DVS. <laughs> and I am not paid to say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, I can still support them. <laughs> but, yeah, so I think uh, – <clears throat> I think that's about it. It'll be good to see the uh, – well, it would be good to see both minors and majors in how they finish up their uh, the final conferences in their uh, playoffs. So I personally said that OBX was going to win because um, I've already done my um, – Predictions. Predictions. Yep. I'm thinking prime time. No, nope, there's no prime time. I want the second word in that sentence, in that phrase. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> well, series predictions. Um, I said OBX uh, would beat the Raptors. Um, and I said Sloths would beat NYV. Um, I then moved on to and said that that OBX would beat Sloths. <laughs> Look, I don't generally bet, um, but I do, yeah, I do put my team for TPE. <laughs> um, and then for the Champions Conference, I did say that uh, New Orleans would win over Nashville. I did say that Indy would win over Detroit and I think I had New Orleans beating Indy in the final, like in their last conference, uh, playoff. And then uh, I did say OBX would win it overall. So people can fight me on that. That's okay. <laughs> Actually, yeah, feel free to come at me. But uh, also make sure you get in your predictions then and just beat me there. That's fine. You can get more TPE than me. <laughs> yeah, I have not done mine yet. So 
You have a few hours to go. I do. Very few. (laughs) (laughs) I think it actually closes at 5 p.m. or something. Actually, don't quote me on that whatsoever. Let me see if I can find it quickly. Um, It closes. No, that's championship week tasks. I don't think I have it right in front of me, but if I do get it, yeah, the 1st of June at 5 p.m. is when it closes. So you have, I can't even work that out right less now. Less than 24 hours. Yeah, less than 24 hours to get your predictions in. So by the time this podcast is up, people will have a bit less than less than 24 hours. <laughs> so if you haven't done it yet like me, get on that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and if you want to put in what I put in and then you lose a whole bunch of TBE, don't blame Emily. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> what you get for listening to me. <laughs> oh, but dear. we did do pretty good on our season predictions. So Yeah, right? There's only one that we bombed out in. Yeah, three out of four. <clears throat> well, we made a mistake. We made four mistakes, but they're the only mistakes we made. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. Anyway. So we did open up for questions from our listeners and a new user, well, she was new this season. Um, So I think she'll be in the majors draft actually that's coming up soon. Said, uh, say you could commit any crime, which one is the most appealing? Now, I don't know about you, Madison, but I am probably one of the um, most straight laced up person that there could possibly be on the planet. Uh, I don't like breaking any rules. Uh, <laughs> I was not a dibber dubber at school, but I did follow the rules quite uh, closely um, to the letter of the law and probably to the intent of it as well, so much so that I became a teacher that I can still enforce those rules. Uh, that's not exactly why I became a teacher, but, you know, for the purpose of this. Um, So Sarah also volunteered her response and she said, personally, I'd go for a white collar crime like inside trading or a Ponzi scheme. Um, But in order to pull those two off, she would probably have to know powerful people. Um, And the fact that it already happens in plain sight, nobody cares about it. So (laughs) I started thinking about this question last night when I saw it. And I just have no idea if I was to commit a crime. Um, yeah. I know. I was thinking about it and I was like, I would think of something and then I would like feel bad for wanting to. For even like, thinking oh, about it. <laughs> yeah, for even like wanting to do that. I felt bad. <laughs> so um, obviously people don't know me in real life and that's fine. As far as people are aware, my face is a, you know, it's Tex Walker and this is my voice, but I'm still hiding behind a screen fairly much. So, um, so the one crime that I actually have committed, (laughs) 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 I was like, I don't know, six. And, um, I was at a shop with my mum, and well, my mum and my brother at that point, and he was a couple of years years younger than me, but whatever. Um, I think, honestly, I think I saw my grandma wear them. But, you know, 
the cord that attaches glasses around the back of your head. Yeah. Yeah, that you can just like put them on your neck and then when you need the glasses, just put them up without having to like find them or whatever else. Yeah, I thought it would be a pretty cool idea to have those for my sunglasses. Um, And I saw a bright neon pink and yellow glasses rope, for lack of a better word. And I was like, yeah, that's pretty cool. So I picked that up, took it home with me. Um, I was... My mum then asked me if I wanted to start baking with her and I like I did, but I was wearing my sunnies with this glasses rope and my mum's like, where did you get that? I was like, oh, from the shop. <laughs> did you pay for it? No. <laughs> so uh, the next day mum walked me back right up to the counter. <laughs> I had to give it back and apologise. So ever since then I have been way too scared. <laughs> <laughs> to commit another crime. <laughs> Look, I don't think petty theft is uh, going to stick around, but, um, you know, if I was to do something, I would probably want to try my luck at a bit of an Ocean's Eleven sort of deal. I think that's if I was to commit any crime, you know. Yeah, I think, like, what sounds most interesting to me is, like, money laundering and just, like, all the complexity that goes into that. And I would (laughs) never be able to morally morally or, like, physically be able to do that. But... (laughs) Yeah. Yep, I understand. So maybe it's um, a good thing we don't have guests with us because maybe we don't want to know other people's answers to this. I know. I feel like some people would just get, like, way too into the question. Yeah. Um, We are not here to, you know, create an alibi for you. (laughs) And if you do commit a crime and your Discord uh, is found... And it has this in it. <laughs> it is not our fault. Once again, if you just like the TPE. <laughs> oh, dear. Anyway, so across the next couple of weeks, um, we do have our um, interview with Albert on James or Jimbo Slice, who is now the Mounties GM. So, um Diesel he got the winner of from the yeah from the charity drive yes yeah so we're gonna put it to him to ask us a few questions so we are in the hot seat instead of the guest being in the hot seat um, and we'll obviously be able to chat about the World Series a bit in that um, podcast as well so that is one to watch out for and then in the following week. Um, We have yet to confirm a day, so the day might change, but we are looking forward to having El Spicy or Ruth Hedy Ginsburg on the podcast with us. So that will be exciting. I think there were – oh, maybe there was four. Um, But I know that definitely us three all created in the same season. Um, But I also think the Diamondo – 
who I think actually plays for Kansas City, they created the same season as us. So, um, yeah, it'd be good to see how we're all going, have a bit of a check-in because we're all uh, season 23 creates. I think that'd be a fun idea. Yeah. Anyway, I think that's it from us today. So unless there was anything else you wanted to add here, Madison. I think that's all we have, but get in your playoff predictions and look out for the next episode. Oh, no, we've got actually the CW tasks, the championship week tasks. Um, Because we met one of the goals with the charity drive, we only have to do two, but we get credited for four. Oh, yeah. Yeah, except I do think you have to say – I might be wrong, but I do think you've got to say, um, like you've got to post minimum in the thread to get the five TPE, even if you don't do that, like even if you don't do the other two. So you don't automatically get credited for those two CW tasks slash five TPE. Um, You still have to put your name in the thread just like you would an activity check or whatever else. So... You heard it from us if you didn't read it on the post. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, but it was great chatting with you today, Madison, and hopefully we can come back next week and both have some pretty good wins to talk about. Yes, let's hope so. (laughs) (laughs) All righty, see you later, everybody. Bye.